What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the PropG Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of PropG Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Certainly hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Wednesday. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. You can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all at BatteryPower.com, as well as at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And I don't know, I don't want to be too, you know, fantastical, too hyperbolic or what may have you, but I would say that yesterday, Tuesday, April 19th, yesterday may have been the best day of the 2022 season so far for the Atlanta Braves. Let's set the scene a bit. The Braves came into LA where we all know they've struggled over the years, though they did have success last year on the road to their World Series title. But in general, over the years, the Braves especially during the regular season have had a lot of a lot of lack of success actually when it comes to visiting Dodger Stadium that continued on Monday night Freddie Freeman hit his first homer of the year against his former team. Waskar Yanoa, unfortunately, ran into trouble for a second straight start. And the Braves, in general, just though they tried to fight back, there just was not enough room for them to be able to fight back, and they wound up losing 7-4. to Well, thankfully... Max Fried was on the mound on Tuesday night, but opposing him was Walker Buehler. And it felt like, once again, a playoff-type scenario set up with two pitchers who, over the past few years, two of the pitchers who certainly have looked the best, certainly have looked like they belong the most in the postseason among any pitchers in the National League. And this time around, this time around, with the Braves entering last night's Game 5-7, and seven, needing to get a victory in L.A. in some way, shape, or form to make this road trip worth it, in my opinion, Max Reed absolutely stepped up and stood out and put on his best pitching performance since clinching the World Series in Game 6 of the 2021 World Series. Max Reed, seven innings pitched, eight strikeouts, only two hits allowed. He was dominant against the LA Dodgers. Absolutely dominant and outstanding performance. His first two starts of the year, his overall results, the overall results of his starts in no way, shape, or form reflected how effective his pitching actually was. The 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 numbers that actually measure the, the FIP and so on, those numbers that actually measure the quality of his pitches, they were much more encouraging than his ERA and the actual results encouraged. Well, finally, everything came together last night. Seven innings, only two hits allowed, eight strikeouts. The best pitching performance we've seen so far 
from a Braves starting pitcher, and it could not have come at a better time as the Braves were able to earn a 3-1 to victory. And it started off like it was going to be a, a pretty big pitching duel, and that certainly was the case. The Braves and uh, uh, Dodgers went down silent in the first inning, but then Travis Darno connected for a 430-foot home run that gave the Braves the lead. And then in the thir- fourth and fifth innings, it was um, Austin Riley as well as uh, Orlando Arcia who added to the Braves' lead with RBI singles. The Braves last night had se- they had 12 hits to only seven strikeouts, while the Dodgers had 10 strikeouts to only two hits. It was a dominant dominant pitching performance. The pitching performance yesterday felt like what we saw many times during the postseason. It felt like what was the Braves at its best against the best baseball had to offer, and it wound up being a huge, huge victory for Atlanta. And the best thing of all is this, is that once again, the Braves, when they needed to bounce back, when they kind of had, you know, their, their, their back to the wall, when they kind of were on their heels, the pitching staff was able to step up. This felt a lot like that game, that the game two of the San Diego Padres series, in which after Charlie Morton had unexpectedly had a pretty rough outing, Kyle Wright came up and he pitched well. The Braves had a complete team victory and they won 5-2 to two in their second game of the series against the Padres over this past weekend. Well, tonight, after going down 7-4 to four in game one, once again, the Braves offense, though they didn't put together a scoring, they didn't convert every scoring opportunity, they did enough to support the dominance of Max Freed. And then coming into the game for the Braves, both Tyler Matzik and Kenley Jansen, though Matzik ran into a bit of trouble, they shut the door on the Dodgers and got a big, big victory for the Braves. But the thing that stands out is this, is that Max Freed did what he was expected to do. Max Freed has established himself as one of the best left-handers in baseball, one of the co-aces of the Braves, and now a proven winner in the postseason for the performances that he had in last year's World Series run. It's expected of him to stand out when the Braves need for him to, to step up as the stopper, to step up as the ace. But when it comes to the Braves' offense, there have been a few surprises that have really contributed along along the way. We'll discuss that in just a moment. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Of course, Max Reed's performance on the mound in L.A. was not the only exciting 
performance yesterday on a diamond when it comes to the Braves that had many Braves fans excited as they could be. Ronald Acuna Jr., for the first time since last July when he hurt his knee, he was back on a baseball diamond playing in the field for the Gwinnett Stripers. And he wasted little time showing that he very much is well on his way back to being in a Braves uniform. He hit a absolute rocket to right center field in his second at bat. I thought it was going to go out at first, but it wound up being a double. Made some great catches in the outfield as well for Gwinnett last night, so it certainly seems like it's going to be sooner rather than later for Ronald Acuna Jr. to return to the Braves. While no date is set, it was a very encouraging start to his rehab assignment, and of course we all know Personality-wise, leadership-wise, obviously skill-wise, we're all ready for Ronald Acuna Jr. to be back in a Braves uniform. But speaking of exciting developments when it comes to offense for the Braves, one that certainly has kind of come out of nowhere is the bat of Orlando Arcia. Now, obviously, one thing that has stood out so far this year for the Braves is that, it, it just in my opinion, when it comes to some of the lineup setups that they used, especially against left-handed pitching, when you look at the name once you get past the two, three, and four hitters, that lineup can drop off pretty quickly. I'll just be honest. You know, we've started quite a bit of Guillermo Heredia. We started quite a bit of Orlando Arcia. And while Heredia, obviously, his personality, his fielding are valuable, you know, when it comes to him and Orlando Arcia, it, it kind of leaves a lit to be desired. You, you, you figure that a team with the aspirations of the Braves, they would have a bit deeper lineup against left-handed pitching. But even though up to this point in his career, Orlando Arcia certainly has been a disappointment when it comes to the plate, I don't want for the fact that it feels like the Braves should probably have a better option to go to against left-handers, I don't want that to overshadow the fact that Orlando Arcia has been so far this year exactly what we have needed against left-handed pitching, or at the very least, when he's in the lineup. Orlando Arcia has been a very important cog to the bottom of our order, to the bottom of the Braves' order that has been one of the worst back halves of a lineup in Major League Baseball this season. I don't think that there's been a bigger drop-off from the top four of the Braves' order to the bottom five. Steven Tolbert, you can find him at B underscore outliers on Twitter, one of the best Braves baseball minds out there. He wrote a recent piece for BatteryPower.com. I would highly encourage you to go read it. He wrote a recent piece about how there certainly is a wide gap between the production of the top of the Braves order and the production of the bottom of the Braves order. But that's why Orlando Arcia's performances so far this year have really stood out. So far this year, Orlando Arcia has an 883 OPS. A 148 WRC plus. Orlando Arcia has been one of the most valuable bats in the Braves lineup. In fact, outside of Matt Olson, Austin Riley, Mar Marcelo Zuna, and Ozzy Albies, who are the top four in our lineup right now, Orlando Arcia has been our most productive hitter. As a matter of fact, he has the highest average exit velocity of any player on the Braves. Over 95 miles per hour off the bat. So my point that I'm getting at is, is that yes, obviously, while you're not expecting him to keep an 883 OPS going forward for much of the season, 
his overall ability to make hard contact at least supports the small sample size so far. Yes, he has a high, you know, batting average on balls in play. That certainly will likely regress. But in general, if the whole goal is to make hard contact with the expectations that that should lead to good results, better at least than weak contact, that's exactly what Orlando Arcia is doing. He is making hard, consistent contact, and it's leading to him being an unexpected source of production in a needed spot in the bottom of the Braves' order. And that has certainly been a welcome sight, and it's come up big in games, for instance, last night when Orlando Arcia was 3-for-4, and to be honest with you, was one of the biggest reasons why the Braves were able to get a needed victory on the road in L.A. So in time, we may see the Braves find a better option, you know, to put in the lineup against left-handed hitters. Orlando Arcia may not see as many starts once Ronald Acuna Jr. comes back. But in terms of Orlando Arcia making the most of his opportunity in a needed spot for the Braves, you couldn't ask him to do much better. He certainly has been an unexpected delight so far this year, especially when it comes into driving in runs, and he's been a needed cog in the bottom of this Braves order to extend the lineup to win in a game like last night where runs were at a premium because of the quality of the pitchers. Having an option at the bottom of the order that could put the ball in play with hard contact and produce, that was the advantage that the Braves were able to take care of, and that's what allowed for them to get a big victory. So going forward, again, I'm not saying that Orlando Arcia has turned a quarter. I'm not saying that we should expect Orlando Arcia all of a sudden to be one of our, of our top five or six best hitters this year. If that's the case, I'm all for it. But my point is, is that it certainly has been great to see him take advantage of his opportunity, and it's been needed on more than one occasion to help fuel a Braves victory. And speaking of that tonight, we're hoping that that continues as Charlie Morton will take the mound looking to bounce back from what was a pretty rough start for him to start this road trip for the Braves. On the mound for L.A. will be Tony Gonsolin. But the thing that stands out for Charlie Morton is the overall ability for him to put the Braves in a position. If the Braves can ride Morton to being 7-7 seven and seven on this road trip, having a 4-3 and three road trip after going 3-4, and four, and on the road trip, doing it against much co tougher competition than they did at home, going into an off day, I don't see how you can't feel anything but delight at the Braves potentially being able to win a series in L.A. to get to 500 before they head back home. I'm satisfied with where they are now being 6-7. and seven. Even if they go 6-8, and eight, splitting the series in San Diego, getting one on the road in L.A., with the fact that we're still trying to work out many of our players finding their grooves so far this season, I'll take 6-8 and eight all day long. But if we can get to 7-7, seven and seven, that'll be an absolute delight and will lead to a very enjoyable off day that is much deserved for this Braves team. Obviously, we'll have the latest for you on tomorrow's edition of the Daily Hammer. And don't forget, you can find new episodes of the Road to Atlanta podcast as well as the Battery Power podcast all at BatteryPower.com and at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until next time, we'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. <laughs>
What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.